Welcome to the Outdoor Country Talk Podcast, hosted by Jacob Poole and Jeremy Shaw, where we bring country living and the great outdoors together. All right, welcome back to another episode of Outdoor Country Talk with Jacob and Jeremy. Jake, what is happening on a Thursday, man? Man, I am sitting here, bags packed, and I'm thinking about the Armageddon movie. You know where they're, they're fixing to load up on the spaceship and they're singing that song, that leaving on a jet plane. I know y'all don't really want to hear me sing tonight, but or, or today, but uh, yeah, I, I'm grabbing that big airplane in the morning, headed to North Dakota, and hopefully the weather is right and the ducks want to act right, and it's going to be a fun, fun time. Yeah, I know we touched on it that uh, that last podcast that we did whenever we spoke about my trip to Kentucky and getting my son his first deer we kind of ended it you were talking about a trip so that's the one we're talking about you are headed out to north dakota chase some of the ducks that's hopefully you'll leave some that can come down here to see us well the reports i'm getting right now are not uh it's tough uh you know they had a real big snowstorm hit up there with a cold front last week i think it dropped like four to eight inches of snow a lot of the crops that were still in the fields are going to stay in the fields uh guys sent me some pictures of some soybean fields that are just completely demolished i mean it's there's no wow. saving those those beans are going to be there all year uh the corn yeah. and some of the other crops some stuff is a little more hardy you know it looks like they're going to be salvageable but they're still right. predicting at least 50 percent of what's left will will not be harvestable so it's a yeah. it's a lot of food up there right now. It's a lot of water up there right now. So ducks are going to be scattered. Now, the video I just got a minute ago before we started recording, there are a lot of birds in the area. So hopefully we can uh, we can put everything together and make it all make it all happen. So. So what part of North Dakota are you going to? Flying to Bismarck, then headed down to okay. McCluskey. I got you. If I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, so y'all are going with the outfitter. We are actually headed with, uh, we, we, we booked a hunt at the NWTF banquet, and uh, they have set us up with a group up there, and it's three more local guys here headed up with me, and we're hunting, I think, kind of an outfitter, but more of a local guy up there that, North yeah. Dakota's a little different, so I'm not 100% sure. I will have it when we report on, on my trip, I'll have you a full-fledged breakdown on it. So do you know if you're hunting water? Are you hunting a field? My understanding right now is we're going to hunt wherever the birds are. Hey, there you so go. So if they're, if they're wanting to get in the little, in the little sloughs or little little holes, and that's where we're going to get, my waders are packed, and I'm, I'm geared up and ready for snow, ice, sunshine. It doesn't matter. My shorts are on. I'm ready to go. Man, I hope it's a successful, fun, safe trip for y'all. I know it's something, something y'all been looking forward to for a little while. Man, anytime you get to get out of town and go hunt, that's always a new adventure. You know, new oh, yeah. new what guys it, getting a, a hunting trip. A bad trip day of hunting so. is much better than a great day at work. Yeah, <laughs> all day, every day. And it gives us more stuff for us to talk about on the show. So, And, no you doubt. know, we always talk about building new relationships. So, uh, you know, it's a good chance to, to make some new friendships. Also, while we're there, you know, Delta Waterfowl's, corporate office is right there in bismarck so over the last right. couple of years all the stuff we've done with them i've got to talk to a lot of those people over the phone but never really got to meet any of them face to face 
uh, just a few of them. So hopefully I have time I can run in there and uh, sure do a little meet and greet and show them what they've been talking to over the years because they may go, oh, Lord, he is actually like that. <laughs> Impressed, I'm sure they'll be. Oh, look, when I walk in with these shorts and rubber boots on, they're going to really love it if it's like 18 degrees, so it'll be okay. Well, they're probably going to question your sanity, but hey. If they haven't questioned of, it by now. A lot of us do that. Yeah, if they haven't questioned it by now, I think we're all right. That's right. Well, look, I think we're going to have a great show uh, this episode, something we've talked about last week or so, getting up with these guys, and and they've got a great thing going. And I think we're going to have a good story come out of it. Talk about, you know, like we talked about in the pre-recording, there are some, there are some good people left out there. So, and we got a couple of those guys with us, with us tonight. And so we have with us a couple guys with Southern Roots Outdoors, Sean and Bootsy. And guys, how are y'all tonight? Man, well, we're we're blessed. We we're better than we deserve. I can tell you that. Absolutely. Thank y'all for having us. Oh man, no problem. No and it's problem. our pleasure. Well, let's, let's uh let's get kicked off. Tell us a little bit about what Southern Roots Outdoors is. What do y'all do? What's y'all's mission and, and just inform everybody out there of of what y'all are about. Man, um it, it's first like first like we talked about in uh I guess in the pre recording, like you said, first and foremost, you know, I, I love for God spreading the gospel you know that without that none of the it doesn't matter what industry you're in it's just none of it matters um so that that's kind of first and foremost we try to post stuff every day about you know the good lord what what he does for us and what he can do for everybody else out there second um we, we like to get kids and vets in the outdoors that maybe would not have the chance either because of a disability, uh, a, a life situation, maybe a parent that just doesn't have any interest in the outdoors, but they see that their kid has an interest in the outdoors. And uh, and it, it could be anything from hunting to fishing to, you know, down here in the south Louisiana, swamp tours, uh, bow fishing trips, uh, I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. We're just trying to just trying to give back and make sure that these, these kids have something that they can – relate guns and fishing poles and, and and mud holes and everything else to other than a TV screen. And that's basically where we're going with it, you know. Um, and we're growing. We're, we're seeing what God has in store, and we just take it day to day, and we do the best we can with it, you know. So that's pretty much, and, and you know, and to sum it up, that's pretty much what it is, giving back. We're just trying to give back and, and make sure that somebody has the opportunity that they may not have had. So you guys are everybody associated with Southern Roots. Y'all are y'all are from Louisiana, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. From South Louisiana. I live in Covington. Butsy lives I, I live in, in uh, Springs. That's right. He owns property in Copiah County, Mississippi, Hazelhurst. Yep. Okay. And then we have another team member, Matt. He lives in Livonia, which is over between Baton Rouge and Lafayette. And then I have a, a cousin, that, uh, her name is Kim. She helps me in, around the Voles Parish, Alexandria, Marksville area, just spreading the word, you know, and getting the name out there, letting people know what we're doing. And 
so we have an awesome team, you know. Um, we're blessed, man. We're blessed. It's, I mean, that sums it up. We're blessed. <laughs> well, it sounds like y'all got a really awesome ministry going, and and I use the word ministry because it sounds to me like that's what y'all are doing. You're you're using the outdoors to not only involve kids and get them active in the outdoors, but you're also sharing the gospel at the same time. That's exactly right. We start everything, you know, with with the prayer, and we end it in thanks, and we move on, you know. Um, for one, like last year, just an example, the, the kid, the one kid we brought last year on a hunt, we brought to Butch's parents' place. And I mean, these, these people had never been around a gun in their life. So, I mean, it was from A to Z was a total new experience. And I mean, Butch, can tell you, it was, it was, it was tear jerking moments quite a few times, but you know, absolutely. We we started the hunt with a prayer, and I don't and I don't know their position on, you know, where they're at with the Lord or what have you. But we hope that's that seed, you know, and uh, and the kid got his first deer, so it was a win win for everybody, you know. <clears throat> no doubt. Any time a child's successful in the outdoors, it's always a win. Yeah, we, we talked about it before show. You know, Jeremy's Jeremy's son just got his first deer last weekend, and uh, matter of fact, the show we did prior to this one was all about all about their trip and and them getting a, to have that opportunity and time to spend together, and and he was able to be successful and got him a good one, and you know, it's it's memories made. It's something he'll remember the rest of his life that. You know, you you can't ever take away from him. So he he can always have that, and the child y'all took same thing. So, yep, exactly right. Yeah, I mean that moment just you know my my son has been around hunting you know ever since he was he was little. He's always been around me hunting, and he he's seen me prepare for it and and all that. And he started you know kind of just recapping some of the stuff from what we talked about last week. You know, he was he was a he got introduced to hunting I guess last year. You can say he on his first deer hunt last year, really official deer hunt, you know, where he had the gun in his hands and never worked out for him last year. And he went on his first duck hunt last year. And, but that moment of, you know, when that deer walks out and he's sitting there staring at it through the scope and he's the one pulling the trigger and, you know, right off the bat, we didn't think he got it, but he, uh, He, he could see the deer run in a direction I couldn't, and then uh, I was sitting there kind of questioning the shot for a, a few seconds. It didn't take long, and then, you know, immediately when he lit up, that, that deer was down, and he got it. I mean, the sheer excitement just, it, it filled that ground blind up, you know, and that's I mean, just, you, could, you know, y'all are uh, helping other kids that, you know, may not be as fortunate as some to have that experience is an awesome thing. Yeah. What's he can tell you? Last year, what is it? his first kid i did one the year before we did and butch and i did the, the little boy last year and i'll let butch explain to you about that but that shot was a lot like what you just talked about oh yeah it was it was a tearjerker for sure it was a couple hours of just I, I don't even know that i can explain it i mean just to see the look on this kid's face and everybody's dad and just i mean it was just unbelievable now, guys, I went on, I went on y'all's site and got to looking, and uh, I watched. Since my name's Jacob, you know, I was kind of drawn to the Jacob video. Uh, 
with a young man that you know he got to test drive. Uh, I won't tell it all, but uh, yeah. at the end of the video, he was not all that happy with the <laughs> outcome there at the end. No, the initiate the war paint. Yeah, the war paint was no. not his because I noticed that even when y'all slathered him up again, uh, the first thing he said was, "Can I wipe my face?" Yep. yep. <laughs> so there's a little more to that than we put on that video. And so we had him out in the field and we had put some on his face. And so Nathan's video will come out and we'll talk about that in a minute. But the way we did it with Nathan is, you know, the more traditional way, I guess you could say it all um, with with respect to the parents that, you know, this is their first year and we're not really going to do what we did to Jacob. So we were in the field, Jacob, we did that, and then he was like, I, he wouldn't say anything, but he, he's in his own way now. To You know, to the listeners out there, they haven't seen the video yet, but this, this guy, this kid's in a walker, and he's got to get to the bathroom, and he swear he really has to go to the bathroom, and he didn't. He wanted to get that off his face. So Eric, the guy, which is a good friend of mine, he said, oh, we're going to get him. So... It was short-lived. As soon as it was over with, the video footage stopped. We wiped him off, got him cleaned up good, but he, he was fine after that. It was <laughs> Well, he didn't yeah, look he like he was that upset, other, but it was just like a real quick, as soon as y'all got him, he was he was real fast. To, can I wipe my face? Can I wipe yeah, my face? can I wipe my face now? Like, <laughs> thank you, but can I wipe my face? And uh, But I'll tell you, he did. He got his face cleaned up and all that, but when we brought the, you know, so when we leave there, we bring the, the, the meat to have it processed however they want it done if they don't know how they want it done we go through the whole deal with them but i promise you when we brought that meat to him the last thing he was thinking of was that initiation because he he they enjoyed every bit of it <laughs> you know well i don't and, know uh, how y'all's first deer was but uh my cousins actually dumped me in the bucket that, see, now that, I mean, I was covered I from probably the middle the of my chest right. to the tip top of my head. I mean, I was <laughs> I was coated, and it wasn't just right. blood. It was everything that was in the bucket. I mean, In the bucket. A, yes. Right. And, you know, I don't know. They didn't have the video cameras like they do now, so thank goodness. But there's no telling where our parents or, or, or adults would be right now explaining themselves if they saw that. And nowadays... So with the with Nathan, we just basically did the NFL black tape kind of deal under his eyes, just with the red with the blood, and that was it. You know, <laughs> if we did if we did what happened to you to these kids, we'd never get another hunt. These parents <laughs> would be like, like, "There's no way." You know. <laughs> well, guys, tell but, us this: How did y'all? I mean, how did y'all? How did y'all get started with this? Man, um, so. Oh, man, it's, I guess in 20, I guess 2013, 2014, something up in that area. I started thinking, man, you know, I really like to do something in the outdoors and give back. I, my dad didn't hunt. He, I mean, he was a worker. He squirrel hunt a little bit, rabbit hunt a little bit here and there, but he was not a diehard hunter. So I didn't have anybody bring me in the woods. And uh, a good friend of his took me deer hunting which i had a, i had wanted to go really bad and uh when i was 10 and it was a, a good friend of my dad's and 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 his brother-in-law and so anyway to fast forward to 2013 or 14 i always thought man you know i'd just like to do something to give back because if they wouldn't have done that for me there's no telling what i'd be into now 
Well, my dad got cancer and passed away in 2015. And at his funeral, there was just, uh, the church was packed. I mean, it was, it, it was, it blew my mind the, the impact that this man had on, kid, on kids from seven years old to people to 90. And every one of them was there. I was like, man, you know, I knew my dad was a good man, but golly, this is, he had a serious impact. And I knew then, I said, something I have to do. You know, I mean, I can't just sit back. So <clears throat> I guess about a year, well, a year went by. And then, you know, I prayed about it and I was like, it just hit me. And uh, and the name came up, which, like I said, before we had, we had changed the name, but the original name came up and it's close to what it is now, but. It just happened. God said, now's the time. Go for it. And I did it. And I say, I, I did it myself. And like I told y'all earlier before the, the recording part of this was, it was a failure. In, in, a, in a sense that we did get a kid in the woods, and that was Jacob. And there was a lot of people involved. But it was so hard on me just by myself to do it, thinking... I'm a doer. I do everything. You know, you want it done right, you do it yourself. Well, fast forward after Jacob, you fast forward six or seven months, and I meet Bootsy at the local archery shop. And, you know, you get people all the time, and everybody knows them, that you, this person wants to know what you're doing when you have something going on. And they always have that, hey, man, if you ever need any help, just let me know. Well, that's the end of that conversation. And you go on, and that's it, you know. And, and that's you appreciate the gesture, but you don't really know that it's sincere. And I imagine if you did call them, they may help you, but most of the time they're busy. What was different with Butsy was when I told Butsy what was going on, what I was doing, he goes, okay, so what do you need me to do? And I was like, that was a different response, you know. And he's like, well, really nothing. And he's like, no, I want to be a part of this. What, what do we need to do? So that started a relationship through the local archery shop, which a friend of mine owns, which happened to be a friend of Butsy's. So it, it's just the, the way the Lord works and puts these people in the right places at the right times. And, and it took off from there. And that's pretty much a shorter version of, you know, the whole thing of on our website, there's a thing called, you know, the seed uh, as far as a blog and my testimony and our roots and stuff like that of how all this it's a little more lengthy but so that's how it came about now matt on the other hand when i started it by myself i was selling shirts and hats to raise money and man fast forward to now i can tell you it's hard to raise money selling shirts and hats to do a hunt and pay it in full it, it just doesn't happen there's a lot of overhead in that and so on and so forth but matt was the very first person to buy a shirt from me and i always said you know i want to meet as many people as i can i know i can't meet them all but i want to meet them and i happen to meet instead of delivering instead of mailing him a shirt i happen to be going that way to um avoid's parish which is where my dad's from and, and that's on the way so i met matt and gave him his shirt and we hit it off from there he didn't become a part of the team at that point we just hit it off as friends we eat breakfast when i go and so that just to say that is we try to stay involved with as many people that want to be involved and get and build that relationship with, them, you know? And, uh, so just recently, I, I guess, how long ago was he maybe five or six months? Matt actually came on board and yeah, as, the, as a family, a team member. 
and has just taken the bull by the horn, so to speak. And he did a fishing tournament, and all he told me was, I just need you to be there. And I'm like, man, I don't, I'm a doer. I'm the one that's involved in everything. And between Bootsy and Matt and my girlfriend, if it wasn't for them three saying, hey, you need to stop and let me take care of this, man, I, I don't know. This whole thing would have been shut down a year and a half ago. And that's the honest truth. You know, it's, it's a team effort, 110%, you know. So that's kind of where we're at now. And, uh, I'm blown away, you know, because it takes me a while to build that trust to just let somebody do it, if that, you know, if that makes any sense. And Bootsy's a doer, Matt's a doer, and I believe in them now, and I tell them, look, whatever you want to do, you don't have to pass it by, just do it, you know, let me know, let me know what's going on, but do it. So that's basically our team, you know, and it's a true blessing. Like I said, we're better than, we're blessed more than we deserve. That's for sure. Well, the uh, Jeremy and I do a lot of work through different charities and different organizations and stuff, and it, it's a lot the same way. You know, uh, we can both do as much as we can, but if it's not if it's not a full team effort, it just doesn't work right. You know, you can you can have two or three doing the majority of the planning, but once it really hits you know, payday, and you're actually trying to put an event on. Uh, we do a, a kids' event for Delta Waterfowl after we have a banquet each year. And this past year, I think we had right at 210 kids here in Liberty that came out to a completely free event, and we had 11 different organizations set up to, you know, help with, you know, NWTF, the Jake's Day group joined us this year, uh, 4-H, Mississippi State wow. Extension Service, uh Hand Grabbers Association, Hog Hunters Association, uh, Mississippi Trappers Association, Mississippi State Extension Service, all of them come and and do their stuff. And it made it easier on us by coordinating with them because then we were only responsible for our portion, not trying to put a whole event on all by ourselves. (laughs) And it just, and it helped draw more kids because you had more activities for the kids to see. But you know, it took time, it took a lot of effort, it took a lot of, you know, pieces coming together, like you say, you know, God putting people in the right path for us to have that ability to be able to get it all together, and now it just kind of, it kind of flows now, so, right. you know, y'all are building something, sounds to me like, that you, you've got your, you've got your legs under you now, your base is built, and now you're about to really begin to take off and run, because I know earlier when we were talking, you said that you were, you know, it it wasn't as easy to find kids to be able to go on these hunts as, you know, maybe you at first thought it was going to be. Right. I just got back from Memphis from helping a kid's event out. I guarantee you those people are looking for people like you. Right. They have children. They have the children. You have the setup. And see, that's that's the outlet that, um, you know, so we step back and say, okay, what, as a parent, in today's world, here's these strangers going, hey, we'll take your kid on a hunt. <laughs> I know as a parent myself, you're not just taking my kid on a hunt. So we have to present it a different way as in, you know, we've told them you will never be without your kid. You will always be next to your kid on the hunt. On a, Now, both kids, 
that we've done so by the time the hunt came they were like hey we're gonna go but we're not going to the woods with you you take them because that trust was built so it's you know a presentation on how you present this program to you but you know me and butch and butchie can tell you we talked about that day we have to come up with a outlet to find these kids where we can work with them earlier on in the year not start with them in october you know and so i mean butchie can tell you about you know what we're trying to do in that direction on how we're going with that but yeah we we do need that outlet to find these kids because people offer places and which i thought would be the total opposite you know right. and so you're finding so, it easier to find places to take kids to have successful hunts than it is to find the kids to take on the hunt. So far, so far that's been the, the scenario. Yeah, I'd have been the same as y'all. I would have thought it would be completely reversed. And right. so, so Butsy, tell them like our our relationship with these kids, even past, you know, well, yeah, and that talk a little bit. Once the hunt over. Our relationship is not over with these children or their parents for that move. I mean, Sean can tell you we kept in touch with Jacob and Nathan, his parents, you know. So it's not that we take them hunting, hey, you got your, your first deer, good luck with everything else. We constantly keep in contact with them. When we have events in our hometown, or not even hometown, but of course when it's in our hometown, it's easier for them to make it. We invite them, and they show up, and they come and hang out with us and laugh and joke with us. You know, so it's not just a, a hunt and, hey, see you later. This is a lifelong relationship that we're trying to build with these kids. That's exactly right. I'm actually trying to purchase some land in Kapai County so that once a year these kids, we can bring them there and let them be involved with filling feeders, planting a plot, fishing in a pond, and, you know, and it just be for the day and just say, hey, you know what? We got two kids right now that we've already done. We have two kids we're bringing this year. So, you know, if it's God's will that this land gets purchased, then that'll be four kids next year that I'll have at that place. And Butsy will be there. Matt will be there. Kim will be there. My girlfriend, Scarlett, she'll be there. We're all, and it'll be a family. And every year it'll grow. And then, so my dream, I guess you could say, for Southern Roots is 10 years from now when those kids that are 10 and 12 now or 20 and 22 and 25 and their life is getting you know they're young and they're, they're they can bring their kids you know you don't never you never know where it goes where it's going to end up but like butchie said it doesn't end at the hunt when it's over that's just the beginning and i mean that and and, and i can't stress that enough that we're not trying to bring 30 kids a year or 10 or 15 for that matter. Because if I bring 15 and don't build a relationship with one, I didn't do anything. If I bring three or four and build a relationship with all four, we're successful. So that's kind of, and you just touched on something and you just touched on something else that, you know, a lot of kids don't get the experiences, you know, everything that, that goes with hunting you know yeah it's awesome for a kid to get out there and you know kill their first deer their first squirrel but i know you know just having kids myself a kid loves going to the camp you know if it's uh you know when i my my son started going me to the camp last year and he went several times and 
you know, I think he's asked more about, hey, when we're going back to the camp than he has, hey, when we're going back hunting, you know. It's My just, kids uh, are the same way. <laughs> it's just, you know, going. Won't go and, to the camp. And it's nothing extravagant. It's nothing luxurious. But, you know, that's just fun to them. Go to a place that, you know, it's it's other hunters there. They get to joke and pick with them. and Campfires. Right. Yeah, I mean, just being around that is just as much fun. And, you know, if, if God's will it is to – you know, purchase that property and y'all to have a place like that, you know, that that outreach is going to be just as just as much exciting and as important as it is getting them out there and, you yeah. know, letting them, letting them harvest that first deer or squirrel or whatever it may be. You know, right. that's just right. Well, and, and, like I didn't, and I didn't realize the importance of something like that to a kid till, till I saw mine experience just the just the idea of going to the camp for the weekend, you know. Yep. You know, mine are the same way. The kids... They don't ask Daddy, "Are we going hunting?" They ask Daddy, "Are we going to the camp?" You know, is Mister So and So going to be there? Is he is he going to have his dog? Do you think he'll have that game he had last time? You know, uh, whether they're playing cornhole or throwing washers or shooting pool on a crooked pool table. You know, they don't care. Yep. They're just enjoying going. Uh, Sitting by a campfire. Well, how many kids nowadays know how to? roast a marshmallow over a campfire and i mean i'm just being real how many of them experience it a lot less a lot less than you would actually think i know you know when we grew up that was something that we almost took for granted you know exactly we're gonna have a a fire tonight you know we may you know like i say roast some marshmallows cook some hot dogs you know we just took things like that for granted you know and kids these days it's a different world they grow up in man it's not you know, it's not all bad, but it's just it's different, and it's I think different. kid kids crave those kind of things that you know we took for granted when we were when we were kids. Yep. That's and one of the that. things I know, one of the things I've noticed is if, if you bring a kid to a football game, you know, you walk in and you get you a Coca Cola and some nachos, and you go watch the football game and you go home. You don't see other people interacting with kids as much as you do when you go to the camp. Everybody that's at that camp has something to say to that child, whether he's tickling him or pulling his hat down or, hey, bud, you're going hunting, you're going fishing. It's like a totally different atmosphere. And that's what gets me. Oh, absolutely. Well, Bootsy, I don't know. Around here, if you take one of our kids to the local high school games, Mm -hmm. there's a better football game usually going on on the side of the field than there is going on (laughs) on the field. Because you're going to have 40 kids off to the side of all different shapes, sizes, and everything else, boys, girls, it doesn't matter. And it's probably a scrappier game going on over there. Because when they That's come awesome. to get back in the truck, they're not clean anymore. They, they've That's had right. a really good time. That's right. Uh, That's, That's good awesome. stuff. That is good stuff there. I mean, people pay in to stay out the game so they can watch this one. <laughs> right. So guys, one thing I'd like to touch on now is, you know, if, if somebody's listening there, you know, what kind of, how would somebody get, if they have a child and they're interested in what y'all have, how would they get in touch with y'all to to get this thing lined up? So email address is southernrootsoutdoors at yahoo.com. And 99% of the people are not going to email. One, they're not going to remember that when this show is over. But Facebook is the outlet for everything nowadays. And uh, so, I mean, 
simply you, you can simply go on Southern Roots Outdoors Facebook page and shoot us a message on the on on the page and myself, Bootsy or Matt will respond and usually we were responding within ten minutes. And and the response may be, you know, we appreciate, you know, we we'll we'll get back with you soon, you know, but but we're going to respond, and we there's no unanswered message. I'll put it to you that way. So that's the I mean that's the best outlet is to catch us I guess through through our Facebook page, and uh, you know we don't just we we don't just take we've had some that you know you you read through them and you kind of you just we talk about it and we say which kid would be the best candidate for what we're doing. And then we had some that, you know, Butsy will tell them, hey, look, you know, we where we're going and what we're doing on this hunt, we're not sure that we're going to be able to, you know, accommodate the needs that you have right now. But we will have you in mind for when we are when we are able to do that. You know, a wheelchair-bound child that is maybe paralyzed from the shoulders down, neck down, or whatever, it's a little more of a challenge than a kid that, can actually walk and get in a stand do we discriminate to either none absolutely not and i say that to say we may not better bring that kid on the floor but we have we have other avenues that we can do something with that kid and swamp tours are something that we're starting this you know we're, we're going to start doing that and what the, the good thing about a swamp tour is butsy you correct is it 18 people that boat can hold Yes, yeah, the boat holds 18 people. It's covered to keep you out of the sun, stuff like that. So you can bring grandma, grandpa, uncles, aunts. It's right. all covered. And, and, and when I say it's covered, all you do is show up, and they take you on this, you know, on this swamp tour of not your average tour. That because we charter that boat just for that event. So that right. tour, which would normally be maybe an hour, would now be two hours. Usually two hours. It's usually two hours. So this is, it'll be this longer than that. Put this flat boat going. This is a professional swim tool company that's helping us out with this. So it's not just jump on the boat saying, hey, look, we run, run through the swamp here than I get. I mean, there is a lot of information, a lot of interaction with the kids as well. A lot of history of the swamp, stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, ask, back y'all kind of walk us through what, what exactly way. is a swamp tour? Go ahead. Kind of walk us I'm through sorry. so our listeners know what what exactly is a swamp tour. What would it entail? Butcher. Well, well, we meet at the swamp tour place down in South Slidell, New Orleans area, in between both of them. And um, they have a gift shop and everything with a lot of history about the swamp, a lot of things you can read up on. Well, they get everybody together. You meet your captain. He introduces himself, <clears throat> tells you his history with the swamp and everything. Then we load up on the boat. We take off on the boat. We go through the West Pearl, the East Pearl River, down south towards the Wrigley's, and they go in these little bayous that you would say we can't, we can't go through there. And these guys that do this for a living, they bring you right through it, and you see everything from alligators to wild hogs to raccoons, beavers. I mean, you just name it. Every animal you see, these captains know exactly what it is, and they stop the boat and tell you. Everything there is to know about that animal. It's even so detailed that certain trees you'll come past, and he'll tell you this tree here is where such and such settled 
back in the 1800s, 1700s, whatever it was. So it's very, very informational. You know, it's not just a boat ride. That sounds pretty cool. I've been on something very similar, and I know we we thoroughly. I was about enjoy to say it. that sounds kind of like one I'd like to go on. I'm from I'm born and raised on the bayou in South Louisiana. I went on my first professional swamp tour two years ago and I thought I knew everything about the swamp. I didn't know anything about the swamp. And we feed they feed the um alligators marshmallows. So back to yeah. the marshmallow roasting thing, that's actually what they feed these alligators when you get hogs too. They'll get on there with yep. bags of marshmallows, you're like, What in the world's going on here? And you're throwing these marshmallows, and I'm gonna tell you, they the, the hogs, the coons, the gators, eating them up. I mean, it, it's it's something to see. It really, because it's not. And, and like, but you, these animals are at the boat. They're not right. at 25 and 30 yards away. They're at the boat. Yeah, you're not, you're the not boat. at the zoo. <laughs> you know, and it, it, people are like, whoa. I mean, I've. You, you see people jump back, get on the other side of the boat. Well, you know, there's a gator over there, too. You know? It's completely 100%. So, I mean, it's all, they do this for a living. But I stress the fact that it's up close and personal. Sometimes you think, man, that thing is going to get in the boat. But, it's you know, that captain, he's a professional. He does it every day. You know? so this is the so this is something y'all are about to start doing, right? Y'all so have we have that. a couple kids that, that we we. Man, you know, you hate to say no. You hate to say no to any kid, but you got to find something. So we're going to, the swamp tour, we're, we're going to, that's we're, that's up and coming. So um, both, both Butsy and I, I've been on them. Butsy's been on them. Butsy knows the captains, the owner, and we're setting all that up. What we don't do is we're not going to rush something because we want it to come out the best experience possible. If we just call up there and say, hey, we'll go swamp tour. They don't know anything about Southern Roots Outdoors. They don't know who we're bringing, what we're doing. Once they find that out, then they get a little more involved and say, well, instead of doing it this way, let's do it this way where we can bring more of their family and maybe more kids. Maybe we can bring three or four kids and and bring, you know, everybody at one time. And it's it just a different experience in the outdoors. So, yeah, we are going to be doing that. And probably after deer season, I mean, I, there's no way we can do it between now and deer season for these two kids that we have hunts for. I mean, we just got, we're stacked, we're booked up, but we're planning it, you know. So springtime, we'll be doing it again. You know, we'll, I may send Butsy because I'll be turkey hunting, but right. we'll, we'll make something happen. <laughs> but. Well, you know, something else. Guys, look, if y'all want to go to, believe me, there's room. We'll, we'll make room, y'all. Y'all, y'all need to see it. <laughs> Trust me, you need to see it. <laughs> you know, something Until you're else up I like with that alligator. You, it's just a, it's a totally different deal. But go oh, ahead with that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, man, it's good. Um, one more thing I'd like to touch on real quick is, you know, a lot of people probably wondered. So, what's the cost in it for the for the kid or the family or something like that? As far as the hunt? Right, yeah. Like if, what's it, if what's some, it actually some... cost us to make this complete to make it a success? No, no. Say, it, say it I had a child being? that, you know, I would like to get up with you guys. You know, a lot of people might oh, be wondering. Oh, what does it so... cost the, the family? Right, yeah. Not one red cent. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I, that's, that's the answer I thought it was going to be. I just, 
you know, no, it doesn't cost them anything. No, okay, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I thought, no, so no, the family, <clears throat> the only thing we ask of them is to show up. That's it. We pay their gas to get there. We pay their hotels. We pay their food. We pay um, lease for all the ammo. Actually, um, this year, and there's a few people we will mention before we close out if we if y'all don't mind. But this year, I mean, I was in Academy Sports a while back and met the manager and told her what we, you know. She just we 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 hit off a conversation and she said, "Bring these kids." So we had the two kids over here shooting the other day. We brought them over there to Academy. They outfitted them 100% full camo backpacks. I was like, man. So they got. I mean, they're they're. They feel like hunters. They, 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 you know, it's something different for them. But we bring the meat, get it processed, wrap, send it to there. I mean, it, we deliver it. We'll cook it for them. What's, you don't mind cooking for them, do you? Absolutely not, because I, <laughs> I like to eat, too. That's right. That's exactly right. So <laughs> we'll show them how to cook it, too, if that's what it takes, you know? Man, that's, that, that is awesome. So tell me, all right, you kind of sparked me there. So what all is included so, you know, they can – they can get outfitted. So kind of what all goes goes with a kid that, that, that teams up with you guys and is get to go on a hunt. Kind of what what is included in that all package, I guess you could say. What do you want to take that one? Yeah, absolutely. Well first it starts with helping build a relationship with the Lord. Then it goes from there if it's a child that we're taking on a hunt, we introduce them to gun safety before they ever put the, the gun in their hand. We go through everything there is about gun safety. Once we feel comfortable with that, then we go into some target shooting and proper shot placement on the on the animals that they'll be hunting. And then as far as outfitting, like Sean touched on with Academy, you know, when they offer to outfit these kids, we're thinking they're going to give them a, a, a T-shirt and a pair of pants. Well, no, they gave us backpacks, pants, long sleeve shirts. He said, what's the weather going to be like when y'all go? I said, well, no disrespect, man, but, we, you know, it's South Louisiana. We'll be hunting in South Mississippi. It could be 90 degrees today and 30 degrees tomorrow morning. She said, okay, we're going to give them jackets, too. She says, well, what about orange vests? Do y'all have orange vests for them? And we were like, oh, no, we don't. well, we got that for you, too. So they outfitted them from head to toe with everything. That's awesome. So now these kids now feel like they are they're hunters. They haven't been in the woods yet. One of the little boys we took the other day, he asked his mom while we're out of cap, can I wear this to school? You know, so just that right there, we were like, man, this is already a success. This kid loves this. Well, they're dressed for success. That's right. Exactly. You know, if you're, That's if you're exactly. dressed to do the part, you feel like you're more ready to, to perform the part. So, yeah, right. Now, so, y'all, so, go ahead, Bootsy, I'm sorry. Yeah, so we outfit them and... We meet with them a couple more times to do some more target shooting, making sure they're comfortable with the weapon that they're going to be using. Of course, the hunt takes place. We cook breakfast, lunch, dinner for them. Um, last year with Nathan, they rode up with Sean. If that's not the case where the child can't ride with Sean and they have to take their own vehicle, we'll pay for their fuel there, their fuel home. If they can't stay at our camp or our house, we'll put them up in a hotel, all paid for go on the hunt if they harvest an animal of course we clean the, the animal for them and pay for the meat process and everything we, we actually ask the parents or, or the guardian whoever's with the child please just relax let us do everything please let us do everything you know a lot of people don't get that you know and so Jason, last year, this is, 
You said something about Jason with Nathan last year about, you know, not to coach cut Butsy off, but Jason, Nathan's dad was like, you know, we're like, hey, you thirsty? He's like, yeah, I'll give him. No, 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 you ain't going to get nothing. We, we got, what do, you, right. what do you want to drink? And he's like, man, wait a minute. I said, no, <laughs> this is y'all's weekend. Relax. We want you to do nothing. And they, they're like blown away, you know, because, you know, you got to understand from a parent's point of view, I guess a parent's everyday life, if a kid does have a special need, so that adds more to your day or your normal day, what's become their normal life. Now you have a group of people saying, just sit and watch TV. Here's a remote. I'll change it for you if you need me to change the channel. But, you know, so it goes that far, you know. Right. <clears throat> well, guys, all of this that y'all put on, you know, it, it doesn't come free to y'all. I know you've got multiple advertisers or, or sponsors that help y'all and, and do different things. Do y'all want to tell us about, you know, how how do you go about raising your money for your event and or for your hunts and for what you're doing and, and you know, and, and what your sponsors are and how much What's, they If you want to tell them how we raise money and then we'll go to the spon- you know, our sponsor. We'll, we'll explain yeah. how the sponsor stuff works. <clears throat> well, and, of course, we sell shirts and hats. We we do a, a springtime fishing shirt, and then we do typically a, a winter deer shirt. So we sell shirts and hats to raise money. All the proceeds from the shirts and hats go to taking these kids and these veterans out. We also do a couple of jambalaya cooks a year at different locations, some in Mississippi, some in Louisiana, where we sell jambalaya plates, and we get to shake everybody's hand that comes through and just tell them a little bit about what we do. So we're getting into some more fundraisers as, as it goes along. It's like Sean was saying, it's all a learning curve for us right now, but this year has been a great year for us as far as that. So everything's Matt, starting to pan out for us on the Matt fundraiser. Matt did a fishing tournament for us this year. That, for, right. the first, for the first for time doing a fishing tournament, tam- yeah, it, it blew our mind, like how supportive people were. And, and here's the deal. I think there was only... 11 teams that entered the tournament, mm-hmm. I believe. And we yep. still raised a bunch of money. And and I say a bunch of money. I mean, no, it wasn't, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars by any means. But in comparison to what we had done before, it, it, just, it, it was a major success. And it was our first one. So that right. only shows that, hey, you know what? Next year, it's only going to get better. The jambalaya, I don't know if it could get any better because it's a the jambalaya that we do um, is a crawfish and shrimp jambalaya, and Butsy does an awesome job with it. And, you know, it's a recipe that his buddy came up with, and he's a major supporter of what we do. And, uh, I mean, Butsy can tell you about his program, what, what he has, but, I mean, it's just there's so many people involved, man. It, it's awesome. It really is. So who, who tell him? Yeah, tell him. Tell him about Anthony Bunchy because he does help us. I mean, he. Yeah, he, my, a good friend of mine that I grew up with, Anthony Carboni, who actually um, hunts on the Fayette Natchez line area out there. His family owns a restaurant in Picayune, Mississippi, called Dockside Seafood, and he is the gentleman that supplies us with the jambalaya mix and everything. I just cook it. It's his recipe. He tells me how to do it. I throw it in the pot, put it on fire for a little while, and it comes out 
excellent. But right. Anthony also has family land in Natchez that he does a big thing for kids every year. I think he does a 30 or 40 kid hunt. He also does a wounded war hero hunt and all that. So Anthony's big and hugely involved in giving back and also runs Mississippi Blood Tracking Network on Facebook for people that shoot a deer and need help locating it, which is another free service. You know, they don't charge anything for coming out to find your deer. And he will drop everything he's doing if you call him and say a child shot a deer, we need to find it. He's, he's told Sean and I multiple times, he said, let me know when y'all have these kids hunt. I will keep my phone on my hip on standby just for y'all. You know, and it's just, we get these offers all the time from these people, and Sean and I are just like, wow, wow. I mean, we don't know what to say. Well, do you say? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, but we have some sponsors. With our sponsorships, um, we are not a TV show. We don't have a, you know, that video we put out is put out by a, a guy that, another way that the Lord crossed people's paths and, so there's a, a a program out there that was presented to us, and uh, their son actually wanted to get into producing. So he did. He, he did. He's helped us putting these videos together for these hunts, you know. And the program that they presented us with is called Hunt Control. And it's owned by a, by their you know by their company called Wise Eye. So Wise Eye is a feeder that they make that actually is um, facial recognition, I guess, based. So it'll mm-hmm. see a coon and it'll close. It see a bear, it closes. It sees a hog, it closes. It sees a deer, it opens. So the technology behind that is so advanced and so just mind boggling. Um, it's just expensive for the everyday average hunter. It's expensive to have it. They are coming up with some stuff to make it more economical, uh, but you know, and that's all in the works. So in the meantime, they came up with this hunt control program and basically you take all your cards on your cameras and you buy this subscription and it's uh, right now it's four ninety nine a month and you can have, a hundred cameras or two cameras, and it doesn't matter where they are in the country. You put your card in there and your computer, upload your pictures, you drag those pictures to that camera on your camera list, and then it takes all that data. It sorts out from deer, turkeys, bears, coons, owls, separates everything. It can even separate bucks from those, so on and so forth. So, yeah, that's all, that's, that's cool, right? Everybody's like, yeah, that, that's great. But what it does do is when you take and you put all 10 of your cameras in there, you put them to the right camera, you drag that car to the right camera, it prints out charts for you and tells you at this camera, with this wind, with this wind, this barometric pressure, this temperature, this is the best time to hunt at this location. At this camera, if you want to hunt this spot, this is the best times from 9 to 12. You want to hunt, and then it takes all the weather data for the next however many days that you're going to be hunting and tells you on Wednesday you probably should be hunting your lock on over the creek versus your blind in the food plot at this time. So it's it just, 
And that's just what they have now. The guy that's behind it, he's a genius um, computer-wise, and they're updating. So what happens now is if you get in at four ninety nine a month, you're, you're locked into that forever, no matter how many updates come down the pipe. And there's some coming. Um, but you're locked into that, and you never pay for an upgrade. You are upgraded every time it updates. So that you know that that's a major thing. So they're one of our guys. Colton is the son that does our video producing, and he's a young guy. He loves the Lord, and he's perfect fit. He's our camera guy this year, and um, so he started Wise Eye Productions. So that's a whole other thing, you know. I say all that to say again, the Lord crosses paths for a reason, and and this kid, we were fixing to go to Missouri in a few weeks and he's loading up and going with us and you know that's our personal hunt that's a hunt that i'm going on he's he's coming with us and, um so there there's two sponsors right there hunt control and wise eye feeders and we have rack addict attractants which is based right here in mandeville it's a it's an attractant that you put on your corn or you can even spray it on leaves we have videos of spraying this stuff on leaves and the deer come and eat on the leaf, like I sprayed on ragweed, and Lord knows deer don't eat ragweed, but they will lick this stuff off the ragweed. The good thing about it is Kansas, Missouri, all your Midwest states that you can't feed, it's not, it has no nutritional value, the, the, the spray, so it's not illegal. You can spray it on these leaves, and these deer can come, you know, and, and people, the results, it, it's no gimmicks, just results. And my, my slogan for them is, you better hope your neighbor's not using it. And that's the God's honest truth. <laughs> um, you know, we got Showstopper Custom Calls, which is a guy right there in um, Ethel, Louisiana, that builds turkey calls. Clay Olson, really good guy. When when we started this, he, you know, we touched base with him, and he supplies us with mouth calls, and now he's starting to turn calls. And just a good guy, you know, and, and that's what we – so our main thing is these people don't pay us. They don't um, – they don't. They all they ask is that when we go on these hunts with these kids and stuff, you know, use rack addict, use hunt control, use our product. That way, people can see that hey, you know, it, it, these guys are using it, and we need to increase our chances the most we can because we got kids that we want to be successful ten times over our success rate, you know, so. We need to have everything we can. And look, we're working with other people, newcomers, new new companies that are coming out. Um, and we'll, you know, so there. I say that we're not, you know, we're not allowed to mention them right now. But what I'm getting at is, there's people looking, going, man, we really like what y'all are doing, and we have a product that we would like you to try. And Bootsy can attest to this. I will tell you this: if we back a product, Bootsy, you can finish the line. We use it. That's exactly we do right. not back a product. That we if if I back a product, you can come to my truck any day, any time. Check in my backpack, and it's in my backpack because I use it. That's right. And we're not going to be backed by a product that we haven't used already before we mention that we're part of them. So yes. you know, we're not trying to be that outdoor channel. Hey, you know, we use a Hoyt bow this year, and then next year, well, hey, we're shooting the Matthews this year. You know, it's not like that. It's not that at all. It's the total opposite of that. The products we use, we believe in. We're not being paid to 
pushing, but we are being paid in the respect in, in the aspect that it's working for us getting these kids a successful hunting trip. And that's basically what it boils down to. Guys, I know we're getting we're getting short on time tonight. Just one more right before we go. Uh, tell them again how they can uh, how they can find y'all on social media, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you are. So we are on Instagram, SRO Southern Roots Outdoors on Instagram. Facebook is Southern Roots Outdoors. Um, YouTube is Southern Roots Outdoors. And I believe that's all we can keep up with right now. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, we know that problem. <laughs> well, I promise you. Well, look, no for all of we're all just, of our look, listeners we're just out like there, you guys, little country boys, man. I don't have computers everywhere I go, and I don't want them. You know, and all this stuff <laughs> exactly kind of like, right. I don't want them. Man, golly, everything you got to go to a computer and do it. And I'm like, God. <laughs> so it, it's it's a learning curve for us too, as well. Oh, no doubt. But, well, look, guys, uh, um, we're gonna have to wrap it up here. Awesome. It has been awesome having y'all on. We really enjoy what y'all are doing, and. I think once we get off phone, I got something I can help y'all with on a little bit. But okay. uh, look, if all our listeners, you know, we appreciate everybody listening. Everybody, if y'all would we go check them out at, at Southern Roots Outdoors. Y'all, y'all go check them out. You know, get you a t-shirt, get you a hat, go eat some jambalaya, uh, give yeah. them a call, give them a ring. If there's something you think you can do to help them, you know, do it. Hey. We're real people, man. We go to work every day just like you guys. We ain't nobody different. We're just trying to give back. Yeah, you know? we live. We oh, have we thoroughly wanna, enjoyed we it. We want to make meet up with y'all. Maybe, maybe in Liberty over that, you know, what we talked about. The, the, <laughs> you you want to you wanna have a lunch at Junior Food Mart Chicken. I know I what do. you want to do. I, I do. I'm not going to lie. I don't have a tornado coming through or not, buddy. We're going to eat some chicken. <laughs> well, everybody, we thank y'all for listening to this episode of Outdoor Country Talk with Jacob and Jeremy. Thank y'all, and God bless. Well, ain't nothing like a southerner, Lord, to make you feel alright. I got the windows down, I got the radio on.